Welcome to the bookshelf at the end of the universe. I'm your host, Elliot, as as normal. I hope as normal. Please, please don't vote me off this. Please please don't vote me off. Um, on the other microphone is Cody. What am I voting you off? Well, like, what, what if the fans are like, we don't want Elliot as the host anymore. Let's make Cody the host and we'll make it Cody's book review and Elliot's the sidekick. But this is, this is your show. It's not... I'm just the co-host. You're the main person. Well, I mean, people can get kicked off. Look at look what happened to Batman. Now Robin's in charge and Batman's not. Okay. Anyways, what are we reading this week? Forever 12. Forever 12. This was one that you got uh, in Arc of, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so, uh, either Penguin sent it to us. Or, I think it was Penguin, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Penguin, penguin you, you are really kind and compassionate in sending us books. And because of you, now I have like a whole chunky reading list so you got free books don't complain about free books i know i'm not complaining i'm not complaining i'm just saying keep sending them i'll keep reading them so give us a background on on forever 12 who's it by all that good stuff okay so it is by stacy mick mcnulty i have uh mcnulty 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 it has an a in front of it oh mick oh okay i didn't see that mcnulty okay uh, I have not read any of her books, so this is my first time reading hers. Um, and I don't. Let's see. It was you know published this year, mm-hmm. and I Obviously. take it. I take it. It's in a series because it starts with uh, something that sounds like a series. The Evers. I mean, doesn't that sound like the starting of a series? And then Sounds at the like very me, yeah. last page, it says, uh, see what happens next when you're never 13, coming October 2024. So Cool. So I wonder how many they're going to end up doing. I don't know. Well, but, I guess we'll have to find out. But, uh, the, only, the only thing I want to say about that is do not make it a, like, one gajillion series book. I do not want to read. No one makes series that long. All right, so tell us about the book. What is it? Right. What is? Give us a plot summary without spoiling the right. plot. So, Ivy uh, it really wants to go to West Archer Academy, which is like this really bougie Harvard-like middle school. So I guess it's like a private school. or They say it's a boarding school. I, That's, don't really I mean, know the a boarding school is kind of like a private school, yeah. It's oh. usually a very expensive school. Oh, okay. So, yeah, very bougie. Um, and her friend Ronan goes, and so, you know, best friend, but Ronan has something special about him, you see, his family is psychic, like, read mind psychic, not That's like, cool. and predict future psychic, but anyways, so, uh, they meet, uh, so Ivy meets, uh, uh, Abigail, Abigail Young, who is immortal. She is stuck being 12. She is stuck how she looks. So, ironically, she has two broken fingernails. That is sad. How is that ironic, though? Because she can't change anything about it. Oh, so they're just forever yep. broken. I wouldn't say that's ironic, but it's unfortunate. Also, her hair is always the same way it is. She's always the same height. Everything about her. Okay. So well, I mean, that. Yeah, we can we can talk about the challenges of of immortality a little bit later. Yeah. So, continue, please. Okay. So, 
Uh, so this is based. So Ivy resembles a missing Eva who went missing seventy years ago, named Grace. And if you read the book, Grayson comes a lot. That's probably like one of the only times I'm gonna mention her, because that sort of spoils everything if okay. I mention her too much. But anyways, so Abigail has a group of Evas who are, you know, all immortal and stuff. And so they're sort of just unraveling this mystery on where Grace went. But for Ronan, he's sort of learning how to deal with his psychic abilities. Because I'm sure if you woke up, like, when you were 13 and found out you had psychic abilities, you would be pretty freaked out. Yeah, I probably would take some getting used to. I mean, like, because what Ronan has if is if anybody touches him, he can read the future. So whether that's death or love or stomach aches or failing a test. That's uh, similar in plot structure to a Stephen King book called The Dead Zone. But that, whenever that main character touched someone, he would see how they died. So it's kind of expanding on that idea, which I think is cool. It's an interesting concept for a book. It is. So we before we dive into the, the review of this book, because this is a, a new book that has not come out yet, obviously we would recommend that you go out and purchase it. As soon as it does. Um, however, we are lucky enough that Penguin sent us uh, a second copy of the book to give away to a lucky listener. So... Later, at towards the end of the episode, we will explain how explain to get this book. Exactly how you can how you can win. So stay tuned, and uh, if you would like to enter, please do. Yeah. But let's talk about the book itself. So we'll just dive into your your call pile yes. review. So for those uh, just starting with us or unfamiliar, call pile is a kind of new. Uh, review system that we have adopted for the show that like uh, Elliot really likes. I think it's pretty cool too. And um, it's a little bit more uh, structured in, in how we, we break things down. So yes. I, I'll let you okay. get going with that. So uh, you have seven, let's see, yeah, seven categories and each of them is a different part of the book. You have characters and all of these numbers are based one to ten. Characters, atmosphere slash setting, writing style, intrigue, Sorry, writing style, plot, intrigue, logic, enjoyment. So you get you add up all those numbers you get and divide it by seven. Right. And I'm not just gonna go through and be like one, eight, nine, seven. I go, I'm gonna give you what I thought of. Yeah, you got to be able yeah. to explain and articulate I, what you like. I can't like. just say I didn't like the. I just can't be like I like the characters. That's right. It. A good review should provide some background and some some depth. Yes. So, it, so for characters, I gave a nine point five. The characters were really really good. I just thought we could have seen more Ronan because like once we got halfway through the story, he sort of got ditched a little. Like, okay. He didn't really appear much. Do you feel though that the the shift away from that character was warranted? Like, does it serve the plot that they? Yes. Okay. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. I get where you're coming from because sometimes you really get attached to a character and when they're gone or if they die, um, it sucks. Yeah. So it can be hard. But again, if, if it serves the narrative and if it makes sense for the story, then I, I, I'm okay with it. Yeah, because Ronan was becoming antisocial, hiding away because, okay. you know, psychic powers and stuff. Sure, sure, sure. And I mean, it sort of suits it. Um, but the characters were amazing. I absolutely loved them. 
They were not one-dimensional. They were not two-dimensional, nor are they three-dimensional. They were four-dimensional. Okay. Breaking time and space as we know it. Okay. Um, what about... So, the atmosphere and setting. Yes. Uh, I gave it an eight just because the atmosphere is really weird because it constantly shifted. Because when you have multiple characters, you have to keep the atmosphere aligned. And that sort of fumbled sometimes because, like, you went from, like, Ronan being really happy because you want a basketball game all the way to uh, Ivy being sad because she's remembering her mom dying. So the atmosphere is sort of switching around a lot. Well, I mean, that's to be expected in, in a book. Are you are you saying that it, it shifts suddenly and yeah. and unexpectedly? Yeah. Okay. So that's a bit more of a fair complaint, I but would say. But the setting was amazing because okay. it took place in a school and you're right. going through like these relationships these people have formed and it's just like, it's the perfect setting for this type of story. So do you feel like the set, when you say the setting was, was really good, do you feel like you could really, that the, the author did a good job of, of describing yes. the school and, and how it looked and felt so that you felt like you were yes. there? Okay, that's fair. Yeah. What's next? Uh, the writing style. I gave that a 10. It was really close to being the first ever 11, but it was... Well, this isn't Spinal Tap. We don't go to 11. Uh, well, uh, like, the time... So much mention of time and memories. It it sort of felt like you were reading a book about physics, but it was okay. fantasy, but also it was not physics. So it was just really interesting in how she read it. And wrote it? Wrote it. Sorry, my bad. It was just really fascinating on how she thought of this concept of time and memories to be out of what we normally think it being. So, would you say this is more sci-fi or fantasy? Sci-fi. Sci-fi. Okay, so the reason I ask is because within sci-fi that you have what's called uh, hard science fiction and soft science fiction. Soft science fiction is going to be your Star Wars, your Star Treks, where it's you're really bending the rules of... Time and space uh, and stuff. Not so much time, but of physics. Like you're really playing with a lot of how reality works and you're allowing yourself to take a lot of liberties in explaining those things. So, you you know, you can do these things that wouldn't really be possible in the real world. Yes. Hard science fiction tends to stick more to actual science and, and uses that as a backbone for the story it's telling. So something like um, Arthur C. Clarke, or um, Isaac Asimov, those guys, Ray Bradbury, were were typically more hard science fiction. They were using existing scientific knowledge and building off of that and, and allowing their story to work through that. Now, what about Crichton, though? Would he be, like, somewhat soft? Mm, Crichton kind of would fall in the middle, I think. Because he does bend physics sometimes. Right. He does. He can be fast and loose with some yes. things. Uh, so the plot, I give that a 10... I've never actually read a book like this that has this sort of school-based, uh, you know, I'm immortal and I am a psychic person. And I just want to mention really fast, the book trailer that was sent along with this book mm-hmm. and in the email, it sounded like the author was actually complaining about like her kid's school until at the very end she revealed it was the upcoming idea for a book. And I was like, that Mm. is the best ever book trailer I've ever seen. That's a good way to do that. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, And then the intrigue, 
Uh, I give that a 7 just because it took a really long time to get up to the action. I would say, like, once you get to the remain, like, once you get to the remaining fourth of the book, that's when the action really kicks in. Okay, so it's a, it's a slow start. Yes, very. Slow, slow burn, okay. Sl- yeah, so it was almost like reading a Sanderson. I like, mean, that's, I think sometimes that's, it, it depends on you as a reader. Some yeah. people like that, some people don't. I I like it. And I, but I don't always like it, so it has to be the right kind Same. of story. So I now I've not read it, so I can't say yeah one you, way or you, the other. You but, can't you can't complain. Um, but that's no, that's that's fair. That's a that's a fine thing to critique. I think now if I was saying like oh this story was the like it didn't intrigue me at all because it was just really slow. I ba- I didn't even finish it. That would not. I mean, some books are slow by their own nature, and that's fine. You're, it's it's about the journey and, and you're and wanting to take your time. I think Lord of the Rings is a fine example of that. Yeah, that, that is you're an amazing example. Really taking your time, and it doesn't it it's not a fast paced, um, exciting you know action driven thing. But those kind of stories can still be really enjoyable. So yes, it, but you ha- it has to be done right because otherwise you know it's boring. Yeah. But on the other hand, too, even if something's fast paced, it doesn't necessarily mean it's good. I've read books that are very fast paced that just didn't really do anything. And it was just like they were just kind of hurrying the story along and you didn't get time for characters to develop or for your plot to develop. So it's, you have to really balance your your structure with your with your writing and and find that balance to do it. So, yeah. Uh, and then the logic, I gave that a nine. Solely because the Ever stuff in Living Forever can sort of get complicated at times. Okay. Because, like, okay, so this immortality isn't what, you know, immortality normally is. When you, when you hear immortality, what do you think? Well, I mean, by, def- by its very definition, it's you're, you don't die. Yes, but the Evers can still die. Like... Let's say, for instance, they... So it's not a full immortality. There is something yes. that can kill. They kind just, of like with a like with vampires, you have to kill them in a certain way. Or yes, what, but right. uh, like if you, for example, like the Evers, you cut off their hair and it'll grow back the very next day, just as it was yesterday. Um, disease cannot kill them, so they can they can have cancer for a million years and th- they won't die. That would be pretty rough. So. What you're saying is, so let me ask you this, does it, does it work in such a way that like you get locked into your immortality at a certain age or a certain event in your life? A certain event, so. Okay. What, so an ever has to breathe into you, cold air, okay. I don't know. Kind of like a vampire has to bite you for you to become a vampire yeah. kind of thing. But and it, that's the moment that it locks in and you don't. Yeah. Okay. So if, if you are unlucky enough to ha- be 13 and you forgot to clip your nails so they're really long and your toenails are fractured and stuff, and you got some of your hair ripped out so there's a bald spot and your teeth are crooked. Not much. So it's basically you're, you're stuck at that moment in time. Yep. So if you have a broken arm, you forever have a broken arm. Yes, and you can That's... snap it back in place, but then the next day it'll be broken again. So it's kind of like a mix of immortality and Groundhog Day. Sure. That's interesting. Um, okay. So, yeah. Uh, but also, I just want to go into the pros of being the pros of being immortal. Sure. And the cons of being immortal. 
The pros are, of course, you live forever. That's like, yippee. Uh, I can get run over by a car and I'll be living tomorrow, you know, just with a couple fractured ribs. Uh, but the cons is you will lose all your family within 100 years. So, and you yeah. won't be able to go with them. That's something that's, that's important to think about when, when people talk about immortality is that you will absolutely outlive everybody you ever know. And that's a hard reality to come to terms with. So Yeah, so that's why the Evers like, don't really like being an Ever. Okay. Because they've lived with so many people and they've seen so many deaths. Right. Just imagine living through World War One and World War Two and the Civil War. Well, all of those. living through all of all of the awful parts of history. But you, at the same time, you would also get to experience a lot of really cool things. You would you, also probably have really good grades because you repeated fifth grade a thousand times. Yeah, that's definitely true. You got to get it right at some point. Uh, after fi- after fifty years, finally, I got an A plus on that assignment. Yeah, but then where do you go after that? You peaked. That's that's it. And Done. then you have to repeat it again because yeah. you don't want anyone to know who you are and you just... Then it just gets tiresome. Yeah. So what's, uh, what's up next? Uh, so now we have Enjoyment. And I gave that 9.5 because that it was an amazing book. I absolutely loved it. I would probably go back to it sometime soon. Of course, not now because I don't want to reread a book I just finished. But you would reread it again in the future and yes. I imagine you'll want to continue the series whenever the next yes. one comes out if there is a next one or well we she, know there's a next one or maybe maybe she's just like pulling our leg or something oh uh, well, authors don't do that so that's cool so all in all that comes out to a nine which is one of the higher books that we've we've rated yeah through here um did you have any without obviously spoiling anything did you have any particular favorite part um i really liked Whenever we dug deep into the past of Abigail, because it was just really fascinating to see all these different time periods uh, just fly by for her. But, like, and you're going to see these characters. Like, there was one scene in particular where I'm going to mention her, Grace and Abigail were together in the 1940s or 30s, and they were working at a hospital, you know, community service i guess they were in world war Two, and i guess they were short on staff or something and there was a kid there her, his name was romeo and he wanted to be the president sadly romeo passed away and abigail really wanted to make him an ever but romeo would never be president so eventually grace was like nope nope no nope, nope do you really want to do that to him so he he passed so She's she's lived through many deaths, and it's just really sad to see that, but also really yeah. interesting. I mean, that's again that goes back to the the pros and cons of immortality. of immortality. So strong recommendation for me, then. Very, very strong recommendation. Like. So that's good. And, and do we know? Do you know the release date for this offhand? No. Uh, so it is out now. So the book actually came out on October third. So if you haven't already, go get yourself a copy. But if you would like, you can uh, send us an email. Yes. At, we are at uh, bookshelfattheend at gmail.com. We'll have a link to that in our show notes. And um, send us in the subject line. Make sure you put book giveaway. And, and in the body, uh, leave whatever message you want. You know, oh. if you want to write a review for the show or anything like that, that's fine. But you have to include the word. Forever reading. Forever reading. 
in your email to be eligible for, to win this book. So, um, and if, then I guess we'll do a spin the wheel thing. Online. Well, yeah, we'll pick somebody at random, and then we will reach out to that person to get their address so that we can send the book to them. We actually have a bonus episode that, I'm, that we're going to put out later yes. this week, where Elliot and his sister Nora talked about um, because of Lynn Dixie, which is a really very cute book. I, I read that book a long time ago. Now, just well, a heads up: ago, do not trust ago. my call pile rating. I regret it now. Okay, well, do not trust it. Would you say it's better than what you rated it, or? Oh, Not, it's better than what I rated the characters. Though. Okay. Well, it, it is what it is. So we'll put that out, and then uh, we'll be back in uh, a week or two for our next book. Do you know what you're reading next? Um, Are we doing something spooky for... Oh, yeah, you were going to do Graveyard Book, right? Yeah. So we're, we'll come back to talk about the Graveyard Book. Or we'll Neil do Gaiman. another Neil Shusterman. I think we should do Graveyard Book. You already started yeah. it. So uh, it's a good book, yeah. too. I I would. Well, I might have to read it again. I don't and know. I, I, and I think I thought of a good... Uh, idea we could do we could like for our anniversary we can go back to our first episode and like do what a lot of people are doing now and taking a look at their episode and like okay here's what i did wrong here's what i could have done and oh here's a goofy moment of what i said or what i, I think did. that would be fun to do when we get further into the show yeah because this is only like our 18th book so i think that'd be good to do for like when we hit like 25 or something like that a good milestone yeah. kind of episode so all right well we'll be back in a week or two and uh, we'll have a new book to discuss so thank you all so much for listening thank you thank you thank you and now we're gonna put this book up on the bookshelf and i'm also wondering if if space makes us immortal i don't think it does because time still functions in space so we would technically still age but it's slower though Not necessarily. That's only if you approach a black hole, but that's a whole other thing. So anyways, thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time and have fun reading. Adios.